Welcome to another episode of Badass Banking. And today I'm with I'm with Kelly Schultz. How are you, Kelly? Hey, Brian. I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Now, now you're the president of Allied Payment Network, right? Correct. Tell us a little about the company because it's the name Payment Network probably confuses people. And some people confuse you with Allied Solutions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So, and both companies are in Indiana, by the way. Uh, you know, so Allied Payment Network and Allied Solutions. So we do face that challenge. Although our brand is building traction, so I think that is becoming uh, less of an issue as we grow. So Allied Payment Network was uh, founded um, by Ralph Marcuselli, um, and this company is based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We serve banks and credit unions, generally community financial institutions, uh, with a full suite of bill payment and surrounding products, transfer products like P2P, A2A, um, you know, e-bills products, those types of things. Now, you're not in Indiana. You're in Kentucky, right? Uh, you'll detect the Southern accent. Yes, I am in Kentucky. Uh, I'm just south of Louisville in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Now, and and tell us a little about your iPay experience. So I've been doing bill pay uh, since about 1998 um, in some form or fashion. Um, we did build uh, a great company in iPay, myself and several other um, leaders and the founders, Dana and Mike Bauer, she built that company. Um, we exited that to Jack Henry back in 2010. And so I thought I was done with bill payment. I did my year of transition and kind of walked away um, and went and did some turnaround and other um, tech advisory, startup advisory in the fintech space work. Um, but I got frustrated along the way. Um, Ralph was one of my advisory clients. Um, his company was mainly focused on picture pay at the time, which was their flagship product, take a photo, pay a bill uh, kind of technology. And um, the closer I got to it, I realized that the uh, legacy bill pay companies that had been bought by large um, you know, corporations had stopped innovating and we really weren't done. Our work was very important. And as I started to dig into it further, I realized that we were losing traction as an industry. So my um, passion around trying to help community banks and credit unions secure their relationships and grow those relationships, um, you know, was kind of eroding uh, as a result of just, you know, just products going stale and just not kind of keeping up with the pace of technology change. And so I was um, really drawn to work with Ralph to try to figure out how to help bring that back. And um, I learned along the way, Brian, that I'm a really, really bad consultant. I don't do well in handing off business plans and letting someone else execute. I have to get my hands dirty. And so, you know, the rest is kind of history. It was like one step at a time along that path that I got kind of part-time involved. And, you know, the next thing you know, here we are, um, you know, chasing the vision to um, bring bill pay back to life to a degree for community banks and credit unions. Yeah, well, we have a lot in common when it comes to Jack Henry, that's for sure. For sure. I'm doing the consulting thing. I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of part-time retired and I'm still doing 50 hours a week of work. I don't quite get it, but you know, I'm, I'm enjoying kind of the independence right now, which is, and I think that's here to say, let's talk about COVID for a minute. So how, how are you handling COVID personally and professionally? I've been a real you know, it's, it's been a wild ride. Um, and I think everyone would say that in some form or fashion. Um, for me, it's been, it's been interesting. So I have 
three kids, uh, you know, ranging in age, and, and I say kids, but, you know, college age all the way down uh, to 12. And so, um, you know, trying to keep the kids on task with school and changing schedules is a real challenge uh, alongside trying to run a company. Um, so that, that keeps me busy. Um, the company has done really well and our employees adapted beautifully to the change. So we really, um, back in, I guess, late March, uh, we found out that, you know, this, this COVID pandemic was about to take over the world and, and literally uh, made a decision and sent everyone home to work full remote within 24 hours. So I felt really blessed that we were able to do that and that we were capable of doing that. You know, I, I often find myself trying to imagine what this pandemic experience would have been like 10 years ago without the tech and without, you know, all of the ready BCP plans and, you know, those types of things that enabled us to make that shift so fast. So we really have been counting our blessings. I can say um, our team is closer, tighter knit. Um, the interactions and the communications are stronger as a result. So I always try to look for silver linings, um, you know, in any, um, you know, negative event. And I think if there's one to be found here, we've learned to communicate in different ways and stay connected in ways that maybe our kids knew before, but we hadn't quite adapted uh, ourselves. I'm seeing the same thing. I'm seeing uh, my banker friends, my supply side or vendor friends are saying the same thing. I mean, they are uh, amazed at how easy it was to adjust to work from home. The, yeah. the only challenge they're faced with, and, and I am too, is you still miss that personal camaraderie, right. the troublemaking, the going out yeah. for a drink or two or four. Um, I remember I was with Gizio, a bit of a reputation. But yeah, I, I miss that part of it. That, that's tough. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to get through it. I mean, fortunately for us, I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, let's just let's just keep praying that things are going to work out okay. Let's let's talk about the payment space as a whole. Uh, as a as a, as a, as a leader in the industry and an influencer in the industry, what are you seeing as far as some of the trends in the payment space? Well, you know, I think that it's an interesting segue to go from COVID conversation to payments right now. Um, I see a big shift in uh, generations that I think didn't think they would shift the way they were making payments. But as a result of um, quarantines and you know just not being able to do business in the way that we typically would or even interact as consumers with businesses the way that we typically would, um, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing to watch that um, adaptation to these new methods. So cash is dirty, nobody wants to touch it. Um, even debit cards or credit cards, you go through a drive-through, if you have to hand the card off, it's, it's kind of, you know, makes you cringe a little and, you know, you grab the Clorox wipes, um, you know, and so, so those types of things I think are causing people to think differently about contactless payment and how is it that, you know, we are able to transact either through an app or in other contactless, contacted contactless mechanisms in order to, um, you know, make that payment without having to touch. Yeah. a surface or someone else yeah so I, I, I'm, I'm contactless i i hate it and i don't use cash i mean i my wife goes to the atm for me when i need cash like we're, we're tipping some people this time of year that's what people do right so i'm right. getting cash because they want cash but it's it cash is gross yeah yeah <laughs> i know you kind of want to spray it with lysol or something and coins are a whole nother thing you know i've got i do have like a bag of coins i need to do something with 
yeah. what, are, what are some of the other things that you're seeing right now or, or expecting? Well, so P2P payments is something that is, is huge and account to account transfers. So, you know, and this kind of goes back to the COVID thing too. I think if you'd been lagging behind technology with your digital experience, COVID was the ginormous spotlight that made it incredibly obvious now to all of your customers, anyone that you might've you know, been engaging in a digital experience, if that was not up to par, you were hearing about it because you know people needed it. It wasn't like an option now, it was a true need. And yeah. so that big shiny spotlight really has caused an about face in reevaluating digital solutions altogether and reimagining how fast you want to adapt your technology uh, because consumer demand is now moving faster than the technological changes are moving. Yeah. Because they become, you know, used to the experience. I've got a great example, um, you know, just this week, I have uh, my high school class, right? And they formed a Facebook group. We have a member of our class who is struggling financially. And the uh, class lead, uh, I guess, um, put out a message to the whole graduating class of that year. We've got this friend in need. Can we do something, you know, to kind of pull together and help the family? And you would not believe the number of transactions coming in, whether it's through PayPal or Venmo or some other means, it's all being done electronically, P2P payment style. And it is nobody, I haven't seen one time anyone ask, how do I do that? Or are you sure that's safe? Or, you know, all those conversations we were having 10 years ago are out the window, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, it's, it's funny you brought that up. So I've got a high school friend I put something on Facebook the other day. I'm like, hey, listen, if, if you're in trouble or you know someone in trouble and you need a little helping hand or even some advice, reach out. So yesterday I heard from a friend of mine in Toronto who I know has had serious health issues. She's been in the hospital in and out. And I don't know much about the Canadian system, but I always thought it was fantastic. Well, she's running into some financial challenges as it, as it pertains to her uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Mm. So she's like, you know, I am looking for some help and some advice. I know you're part of a nonprofit down there in Virginia. You know, maybe you can help me identify people through United Way in Toronto or Kingston, Ontario, where she is. So then I started talking to some of the other friends of mine from high school. And, you know, I graduated in 1980. So these are old friends. And we're all getting together. We're like, well, let's, let's get her some money. Well, the next thing it's like, well, wait a minute. I can't use Square to get money to Canada that easily. So now do I use transfer wise? What do I do? You know what we ended up doing? And I hate to say this, we started writing checks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? So there's like a whole dip, but now because it's international, it's a whole different challenge. Wow. And I'm not was, that. Yeah. And there was a bit of a bit of a trust concern with the, the cross border thing. And, and for me, the point of least resistance was just to surrender and say, okay, let's all just send checks. Either that or I was going to front the money and then have to be the bill collector from all the class members, right? So yeah, right, right, right. Interesting. Let's let's talk. Let, let's finish up this conversation with a with a discussion about the um, ugly stepchild of digital banking, which is bill pay and bill management. It seems like that is an attribute of digital banking that we all need every darn day, but the financial services industry almost seems like it's forgotten about it. Yeah, I think. Complacency kills. And I think at the end of the day, what's happened is 
billers were able to create sleek apps and, and it's super easy, right? If you've got a payment going from one individual through an app to one biller, super easy to do that all day, every day. And so when the biller started making it so easy to pay directly through apps on your phone, um, that became an easier experience than trying to set your bills up. And then you still had to receive the bill somewhere else. You were getting information from outside um, you know, in order to be able to pay your bill through the bank or credit union uh, bill pay space. So what's really been needed are really, I think, three things. I think it's, um, you know, speed of the transaction is important. And so when we talk about COVID, cash flow has never been more important to people than it is right now. And we conserve cash even if we don't need to. We're just in the back of our minds, we're worried about the economy and the state of the union here. And so speed of the transaction is important. I need to be able to make a last minute payment on the day I get paid. Yep. Um, the ability to see my up to the minute information such as my now credit card balance versus my statement balance and that type of information that was available on the app, but not available in traditional bank or credit union bill pay. And then, you know, I think, um, you know, the last component really is transparency. So I made the payment and now I wait. Right. And I don't know if I, if the payment landed or if when I'm going to get hit? payment. Yeah. When does it hit? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's really speed. It's transparency um, of that end, end user's payment actually landing at the biller and being posted with credit for that. And, you know, it is information that was available. So in order to go back to where we were, so we had about 40% adoption across the industry. So 40% of digital banking users paid bills through the bank. Now we're sitting down at about 22%. So we were 10 years, we lost like almost half of the traction that we had. And, you know, some bankers have asked me, well, why is that even important? I just pay you more for every transaction we process. I don't pay anything when they pay it through the biller. Well, it's important because you want to own the primary banking relationship and it is about engagement. So at the end of the day, and I know Brian, you and I've had lots of conversations about the importance of the engaged user and how valuable that is, but it, any checking account is not the same. You have to own the profitable checking account in order for it to be worth even having open. So bill pay is a hook in that you can't pay bills if you don't have money in the account. So you automatically get that direct deposit, which also drives drives debit card usage, which drives regular digital banking sign-ins to check balances and transact and things like that. And so at the end of the day, bill pay is a hook that secures the primary banking relationship. And that's what we've lost sight of in this industry. The worst thing that can happen to us is that we let that fall into the hands of T-Mobile for heaven's sakes, yep. or, you know, uh, you know, any, any large retailer and they are clamoring at the depository relationships right now and trying to come at those. So I think it's important that we step up our game and regain control of our turf in this yeah, space. I, I agree. They, they are, you know, the telecoms also want the data. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of data in there and that's data that can be, you know, leveraged to create better enriched banking relationships between exactly you know, consumers and or members, depending upon, you know, whether you're a bank or credit union. Well, I appreciate all your insight today. Um, any special plans for the holidays with the family? You know, it's going to be a quiet one here. Um, we're going to be doing some Zoom Christmas, uh, you know, parties and events and um, games with some of the extended family. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a different kind of Christmas, but I think it will be cozy also. So I'm looking forward to it.
I think a Zoom meeting after a couple of drinks could be pretty entertaining. It can indeed. Especially with like high school uh, alumni and you know, <laughs> old friends. That could be dangerous. Again, I yeah. appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. I know you guys are doing great things. And uh, Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. Same to you, Brian. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,